Good evening and happy Saturday. I am back to give you guys uh, chapter 14 of the book Crushing by T.D. Jakes. Um, I will be sharing a lot of the book for this chapter. There was just too much goodness up in here for me not to share with you guys. So I'm just going to get right into it. I'm going to start out by sharing the quote. And this quote is... This life is not godliness, but growth in godliness, not health, but healing, not being, but becoming, not rest, but exercise. We are not now what we shall be, but we are on the way. Okay. And that is by Martin Luther. Okay. So if this is your first time listening, I have been going chapter by chapter in the book Crushing by T.D. Jakes. I think there is a um, uh, a lot of stuff that will help someone that is going through a crushing season, a wilderness season, a season where they feel like, um, you know, they're just being just twisted and twisted and twisted. This book will be for you, okay? It's going to help you because it's me just reading and sharing with you guys is helping me tremendously. Okay, so I would highly recommend this book. <clears throat> if you're thinking about getting it, it is an, uh, is, it is an investment that you will not regret. regret. Yeah. I can't talk. I'm tired, y'all. Forgive me. Okay, so I'm going to be sharing out of the book. It says, foremost, the purpose of any invitation is to ask someone to an event that you are planning. The fact that someone is planning an event naturally implies preparation. When you prepare for a celebration, you choose how you will celebrate it. From the food to the flowers, the music to the main course. With weddings, we all know how much planning and money can go into even the tiniest of details. So book, oh Lord, chapter 14. Okay, the title of the chapter in the book is a wedding planner. Okay, and... There, the discussion is, you know, about celebrating, about a wedding. They're gonna is sharing about a particular wedding story within the Bible that I think is, at, you know, I've heard the story before, but when he broke this thing down and he what he's um, comparing it to and just giving a broader understanding of it, you'll see what I mean. Okay, so. The wedding that is going to be that is being spoken of in chapter 14 is in Cana, okay? And the occasion for Jesus's first public miracle. Okay? So, I must confess that I've always been intrigued, even troubled at times about why our Lord's first display of his of his almighty and instantaneous power was at a social event in which very few people knew what he did. And the fact that he did what he did was turn gallons of water into the most delicious, favorable wine. Stunning, yes, but worthy of his attention, let alone his power. Okay, so if you're, again, if you're just coming into this podcast and you haven't heard the previous ones or the previous chapters, this book is all tied to the process of getting to wine. Okay, so in the previous chapter, the grapes are us. Okay, and to get to the wine to get the grapes to be turned into wine they have to be crushed 
So we are the grapes. And once we go through all that crushing, we're, we're, you know, our wine is what God is trying to get us to. Okay. So it just doesn't make sense. Forgive me, but at times I still think he could have chosen a better place and did something far more spectacular than just turning water into wine. Okay. And so then me, this is my question that I, you know, um, got out of my reading this. I said, why did Jesus turn water into wine? Okay. And then I'm saying if he could take something that could come from a dark and lonely place and turn it into something that draw the attention of everyone in the room, what could he do for you and me? Okay. Because as further as I get into this chapter, and if you already know the story, you know, what um the um goodness i can't remember what they called him the um let me just continue on it'll come to me okay think about it we're talking about the almighty god in the in the flesh this is the same god who created matter with his speech he set the stars in the sky he created the planet with all its diverse forms of life he opened up the Red Sea and sent plague after plague upon Egypt to deliver his children. Later, as he walked the planet, he fed 5,000 people and more. He raised Lazarus ah, Lazarus from the dead, touched the bear, bear, I don't know, of a dead child to turn a funeral into a party, healed a woman who had been bleeding for years and raised himself from the dead, okay? This was the same Jesus who walked on water and calmed a storm with only a few words. Peace be still. Okay. The same Jesus that conquered sin, hell, and death. Okay. The same Jesus who was transfigured in front of Peter, James, and John and had Moses and Elijah stand next to him and converse while God confirmed him. This was the same Jesus who healed the man with a withered hand. The same Jesus who healed the lame man at the pool of Bethesda. This was the same Jesus who spat on the ground and used the mud to heal a blind man. Okay. So now we're going to get into the particular wedding story. Okay. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus's mother was there and Jesus and his disciples had been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus's mother said to him, they have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, my hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. That's what I was trying to figure out. The master of the banquet. Okay. So he's basically the, uh, the, the host or not the host, but the person who's, you know, over the whole party. Okay. So it's really his, um, yeah, I'll leave that alone. Let's go on. Okay. 
they did so and the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine he did not realize where it had, where it had come from though the servants who had drawn the water knew then he called the bridegroom aside and said everyone brings out the choice wine first and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink but you have saved the best till now that's out of john 2 1 through 10 okay and these are my notes that i put here he needs you and me to get through our crushing to get through our wilderness and we have to keep on pressing God is saving his best for last, okay? In ancient Eastern cultures, however, marriages were often arranged and based on something more than just a love between two people. Weddings united houses of families, and in the case of royalty or wealthy, brought about more power and allies. Therefore, a wedding in Jewish antiquity brought with it far-reaching ramifications okay therefore the fact that jesus married his mother and his disciples attended implies that this wasn't just a small ceremony with a few close friends and family in fact there were apparently so many guests and so many details involved that the families hired someone to manage the feast the Bible does not tell us about the bride and groom, but we can infer that their families had wealth, some level of power, and enough notoriety that would cause Jesus to want to attend the party. Okay? Mary and her perceptive eye picked up on a problem that many others did not see. The host were running out of wine. And this is a question that I posed after reading that. I said, what do you have the ability to do or what problems can you solve? Okay. There are times when you have to stand back and praise the master for saving you from what could have happened and who and what you could have been. You cannot afford to miss this point. Very few individuals in a party of what could have been hundreds knew about the depletion of the wine. So few knew that even the supervisor of the feast and the family were in complete ignorance. This was even after Jesus performed the miracle. The venter's work in our lives addresses issues we didn't even know we had. And thankfully, he addresses some of our issues in secret. Now, the venter um, within this book, within this chapter, that they're referencing God. Okay? So God's work in our lives addresses issues we didn't even know we had. And thankfully, he addresses some of our issues in secret. Okay? That's a good thing. Because many of us don't want a lot of our stuff out there. Now, this is a thing. Whatever call that is in our life, whatever we are supposed to do for the kingdom of God, some of our stuff is going to get out there. Okay? Some of us who are authors, we've written about, you know, things that happen in our lives. We've written about our testimonies. We've written about, you know, other things. So when that is done, it's done so you can help someone else. Okay? And it's better for God to put it out there or for you to put it out there than the enemy to hold it over your head. That's one of the things that I realized when I was trying to come to terms with what God was wanting me to do. 
wanted me to start sharing what had happened to me in my life. And once I just, when I, you know, sat down and I had that conversation with God, I realized, you know what, when I do this, it cancels out the enemy's voice in my head. He can't say nothing else to me. He don't have nothing else to hold over my head. You know, because that's the thing. When we have, we have done things, stuff has happened to us. He tries to get back at us, you know, at reminding us, oh, you know, you was this, you know, you was that, you know, we have to turn that thing around. Like, okay, well, guess what? I'm this now. You know, God says I'm this. God says I'm that. Yeah, I might have done that then, but guess what? God's, you know, I've done this now with God in my life. I like myself better with God in my life. I love myself better with God in my life. Yeah, I was that, but look at me now, okay? Um, too often our crushing and fermentation seems so painful to us, but we don't realize that the agony we run from the most is the instrument the venter, again, God, uses to press and strain out of us what we don't need so that only what we do need will remain okay for our light and monetary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal second corinthians 4 17 through 18 Okay, and so going into the next part of the, this chapter, it makes a reference between wine that you drink, W-I-N-E, not wine, like when you're complaining or crying about something. And my note here, it says there is a major difference. Yes, because wine is a beverage, it's a drink. To wine is to complain about what's going on in your life. You don't like it. You don't think you should be dealing with it. So, you know, it's like you're constantly complaining. Okay. I love the way Mary went into action when she discovered the fact that the family was out of wine. Like any good mother, any gracious guest, she immediately turns her attention to the most expedient way of solving the problem and adverting disaster. She goes to her son and relays the situation to him as if he, the almighty God incarnate, wasn't already aware. Okay, so this is my note here. I said many times we go to humans and think they can help us. Mary shows us that even the smallest thing we should. Let me say that again. Mary shows us that even the smallest things we should go to God directly. Nope. Okay. I'm not reading it how I'm writing it. Okay. <laughs> Lord. Many times we go to humans and think they can help us. Mary shows us that even the smallest things we should go directly to God. He can solve our problems. Okay. And then I go on to say, yes, God knows all, but we have to be aware of what is going on around us and realize when help is needed. Okay. So why Mary would think her intervention was necessary when she had to have known that Jesus was already on top of things? Consider the fact that Mary rose from her seat, ventured to the servants at the feast, and vehemently instructed them with the words, whatever he tells you to do, do it. This alerts us to the fact that Jesus had to have performed other supernatural feats with Mary as a witness, therefore putting her in the position of having full confidence in Jesus, identity and his power as God. 
but something quite human comes on the heels of that observation. Mary feels compelled to do something, to go to Jesus and make him solve the problem. Okay? When we place Mary's actions in the light and perspective of the husband man and the grapes he grows, we get a much better understanding of her presumption. It's not that Mary believed Jesus couldn't replenish the wine. The problem was that she presumed to have a better understanding of what was happening than Jesus did. It's the equivalent of a grape saying to the husband man, excuse me, but now is the right time for you to act. Now is the time for you to transform me. How could the grape possibly know? Who was the one who has been cultivating vines and growing grapes for eons before this particular berry began hanging from the tree? Okay, and that is good right there. You know, because doing our crushing, doing our wilderness, you know, we want to rush God. Like, you know, hurry up. It's now. You know, I'm ready now. I'm ready to get married now. Okay, I'm ready to move into this now. I'm ready to do this right now. You know, it's like, we don't know. We can't see ahead, okay? We can't see it in tomorrow. We can't see it into next week. We can't see it into next month. But we want to rush God to like, okay, I'm ready now. We don't know what else it is that he's trying to pull out of us, okay? We don't know what else it is that he's trying to remove from our lives. But we want him to act on our time frame, okay? Back to the book. If you're anything like me, you realize the folly of begging God for something. And when he gives it to you, you murmur and complain about what you got. We have the craziest habit of wanting what we want until we get it. Wherever, if we waited for the fullness of God's timing to come to pass, we would see that his ordained season carries within it an unforeseen amount of grace and protection. We must remember that our God sees the end from the beginning. Okay. Consequently, consider this conclusion. Jesus, our God in physical form, planned for the wedding. Remember, our master would use anything to point us back to our need for him, even our mistakes and things we didn't see coming. If Jesus can plan for and use a lack of wine at a wedding feast for his glory while saving off the family's public embarrassment and shame, I cannot help but believe that he will use the smallest details of my life to propel his kingdom plan and me forward. Okay. And y'all, this was a long chapter. I still got, oh my goodness. Yeah. I still got something to share. Um, so in this book, we've been discussing how the Lord develops and transforms us. Okay. The word that you have repeatedly heard is process. Okay, for the most part, transformation isn't an event and it's definitely not something that happens only once. As I continue to grow in my relationship with the Lord, I am appreciating the fact that he takes his time with me. He doesn't rush with any of us because anything valuable is also something worth waiting for. After all, excellence is not produced in haste. Now, y'all probably going to get tired of me saying this, but 12 years, okay, 12 years. Okay, 12 years, that's my number, 12 years that I've been going through a process, that I've been going through periods of crushing, okay, that I've been in a wilderness season for most of that time, okay, 
And yes, I shared before that I may have got comfortable with it at that time. Maybe that's why I was in it for so long. Because me, I wanted to get out everything. Okay? You did this, Lord. What else we got to do? Okay? We've done this, Lord. Okay, what else is there that I need to do? What it is? What is it that I need to do to get to my next level? Okay? Who else do I need to get removed out of my life? Who else do I need to stop giving so much time to? Okay? What things am I doing that I should not be doing? Okay, so it's going to take time. You don't want to rush the process. Because this is the thing. When you rush the process, you may have to start all over again. Because you haven't fully gotten everything out. You haven't fully worked on everything. Okay? All of our stories are going to be different. You know, some of us have been raped. Some of us have been molested. Some of us have been in domestic violence. That's not something you can just deal with overnight. Okay? Because there's going to be much more underlying layers you're going to have to go through each of those layers and work through them things so these are this is stuff that you do not want to rush because you do not want it coming back and causing more problems down the line okay so we see this with the woman with the issue of blood the woman was already dying and we in fear that it was her desperation for healing that drove her to press through the crowd and touch the hem of jesus's garment or what about the woman who was bent and bowed over for 18 years? Luke 13, 12. Was it better for the Lord to tell her about what he would do to heal her or say, woman, thou art loose? What I'm trying to get you to see is that though the Lord develops us through a process that transforms us, he is fully aware of those moments when a season of change will take too long. There are times in our lives when he instantly brings forth in us what is necessary at that moment those are the instances when he moves from working us working on us through process to making us immediately incredible okay after the servants fill the pots without knowledge of anyone else at the feast jesus tells the servants to draw out a sampling of the water and take it to the manager of the feast Oddly enough, upon the supervisor tasting what was once water, he realizes that he sampled the best wine he has ever tasted. Notice, too, that no one, not even the servants, knew when the water was transformed to wine. All they knew was that right before their very eyes, and without their knowledge, a final product had been presented. As it is with the Lord working out our issues in secret, the Lord transformed the water to wine in secret by hurrying the process along so that the family's honor might be saved. Similarly, some of us can point back to moments in our lives when the master either dealt away with the process altogether or sped it up to save us from what was most certainly about to befall us. I don't know about you, but it's here that I am going to take a moment and offer praise to the one was sensitive about the times and seasons in my life while being completely aware of when it's necessary to make me instantly extraordinary. Okay, I will say this. I can remember times when things were done instantly. Okay, when I decided to give my life back to God. Okay, I knew that um, having a relationship that was not leading to marriage was not a good thing to do okay so I had to cut that thing off okay instantly instantly okay God had to give me the strength to do that 
okay because you know when you're in a relationship with someone you are having feelings for that person okay and you don't want to get that thing up instantly gave it up when I just made that decision I got on the phone it's done lose my number don't call me finished okay that was God doing that okay so there are times when he would do things instantly in our lives instantly okay um okay during the process of our crushing fermentation and transformation into God's wine we often lose sight of what our master is doing and become consumed with impatience when Lord we ask when will I see what's what you're up to when will my pain stop when will my life turn around when will my life subside when will I experience your joy and peace when Lord when okay I am going to encourage you guys if you haven't already I know it was a previous chapter in this book I don't know the particular chapter but I know it's titled on patience within the and within the podcast you want to listen to that one if you have not listened to it okay patience okay you want to listen to that one I'm not sure the chapter but I know that the title of the podcast I believe it is called patience okay let's see a little bit more and I'm almost done the supervisor of the feast mentioned the tradition of how wine was served John 2:10. normally the best would be served first and once the guests had had their fill and spirits were high the cheaper wine would be served last this is man's order he always wants to put his best foot forward right at the beginning and I do see the value in doing so after all you only get one shot to make a great first impression however when it comes to his transformation of us from water into wine and how the master does things in the kingdom we see that he takes a different approach again he allows man to come to the end of himself so that he could have his way god always saves the best for last okay god is fully aware of your times and seasons you needn't worry about anything save keeping your eyes on the master who has already called over the servants who will present what you have to the supervisor of the feast the party is in full swing the guests are present man's temporary and less desirable wine is running out your time is almost here remain patient your water is about to be drawn out to be sampled and served crushing is never the end your best is yet to come okay that is it of chapter 14 and this is what i wrote wow so why are we rushing the process okay You've heard it here. The last words that T.D. Jake shared in this chapter of chapter 14, he said, your best is yet to come. Okay. Before that, he said, crushing is never the end. Okay. When the, when the grapes were crushed, when the grapes are crushed, okay, they are being turned into wine. So how could your crushing be your end? If there's a, the if the result is the wine, how is your crushing the end? Okay. So again, why are we rushing the process? 
Now we don't know this. Okay, we don't know this. We if this if your first time going through a crushing, you're not gonna know. Okay, we're never gonna know because this is a thing. We don't know fully what God is doing. We don't know what it's gonna be day to day. But know this: if He is doing this, okay, it's for a reason. Okay. Better is ahead. We just we gotta have faith. We gotta have faith. Okay, if I'm going through this, there's obviously something that's gonna be happening better on the other end of this. Okay, so this is another question I ask: Is it really that hard to wait on God? Is it really that hard to wait on God? Okay, we are supposed to have faith. We are supposed to be trusting in Him. Okay. We don't know this when this when a crushing starts. We don't know how long it's gonna take. We don't know how long we're gonna be in our wilderness, okay? But this is a thing. If you just give in and just go through the process, it'll be so much easier, okay? It'll be so much easier. I'm telling you, when I got through those the first or second year. It was like smooth sailing because I realized, okay, I got through the first year. I got through the second year. Let me see how this third year is going to be. Now, did I know it's going to be 12 years? No, I didn't know that. You know, and it could be more after this. This, I'm just saying this is my 12th year. It could be more after this. I don't know, but I know I've seen the changes through those years. Okay. Yes, it was hard. It was not fun. But once you you take your hands off of it and just let God have his way, look, the possibilities are endless, okay? I am loving who I'm becoming. I didn't like who I was before. I, I really didn't. You know, I thought I was an ish. I really did. You know, but I didn't know then that there was better out there. Now I know, okay? So I gave God his his face I said okay daddy let's do this I'm gonna let you do this thing because I saw how I was changing I saw what God was doing in my life okay so I just let him have his way okay so chapter 14 is done one more chapter and oh my goodness this is a short one yeah, I'll probably be back on tomorrow and give y'all this chapter 15 and then we'll be done with this book crushing man it has been awesome it has been amazing um, yeah don't listen to that got stuff falling all over the place um, but yeah this book I'm, I'm so glad one of my friends had um, uh, what's the word you know um, oh goodness I can't think of the word suggested this book you know there was a video that she sent me and as I watched that video and I heard about the book I said let me get this book okay she just wanted me to do a podcast off of the YouTube I said no I need a book so I got the book and this is the result of the book okay so I hope you guys have been enjoying it I know I have I know I have and just being able to share with you guys it's been um, good for me because I, again, I get to see my growth. You know, I get to see how I am doing. I get to see the process that I had to come through. 
you know, like I said, the the podcast you want to listen to, I'm, I'm patience. I didn't always have patience. I wanted quick results. Okay, that was me. You know, and sometimes that thing could still come back. I'm like, nope, nope, I'm good. Let me just sit my little self down. Let God work this thing out. You know, because when we get our hands and stuff, we mess things up. You know, because we're not God. We don't know what he's trying to do. You know, we think we know everything. Okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And God, like, look, you're going to mess this whole thing up. Just sit your behind down somewhere. You know, so there's a lot of times, many times, you know, that you're going to have to be patient. You're going to have to learn how to be patient. I had to learn how to be patient. Okay? So I encourage you to go and find that podcast that I did on patience. It's one of the chapters, excuse me, one of the, I did it off of one of the chapters in this book. And look, that used to be a thing for me. I did not like to be patient. So for me to be able to just take my hands off of stuff and just wait, now I pray my way through that thing because I'm telling you, it still come up sometimes. I'm like, oh Lord, help me. You know, because I know if I'm going to wait on you, I know it's going to be better than anything I could do. Okay? So you're going to have to pray your way through that thing. You're going to have to pray that God helps you to be patient okay don't rush the process let him have his way okay because there is something good that he is trying to do in your life okay he's trying to birth something in your life give him that space okay be patient okay so again this is chapter 14 on the of the book crushing by td jakes um i don't even have a title for this podcast but hey by the time I post it, and by the time you guys are listening to it, it will have a title. Okay. Um, yeah. Chapter 14. I'll be back probably tomorrow or maybe Monday with chapter 15. And this will be it with this book. And again, um, this book is good. I've only shared bits and pieces with you guys. There's so much more in here. And if you know that you're going through a crushing season, if you know you are in the wilderness, you want to get this book. Okay? So, I don't think I introduced myself at the beginning of the podcast. And people who are just listening, you probably don't know who the heck I am. So, I am so sorry. I have a single mama purpose on Instagram. Okay? Um, I am an author. Okay? I am a minister. Um, My website is www um tamara mccarthy enterprises.com i have a lot of uh blogs on there that's you know i like to write um i haven't been doing any lately because i've you know concentrating on this podcast but i have a lot of blog posts on there Uh, my books are on there my books are on amazon.com as well i have a facebook group called kingdom gals okay um i have a youtube channel um, I did a 30-day challenge, uh, just ended that July 30th, I believe, and all those are on the podcast if you want to do a challenge to get yourself, uh, fit for your assignment that is there, and I just want to thank you guys again for always listening, clicking on that link, and hey, share with somebody, you know, if you like what you've been hearing on my podcast share that link with somebody it's on apple it's on google it's on spotify and also on anchor fm so thank you again and i will be talking to you guys soon